0: Good morning everybody, welcome back to our online retreat. I hope you're all well in whatever time of the day this finds you, morning, afternoon or evening according to where you are. I'm just relighting one of the candles I have here that's burned out. I find it rather lovely to just light a candle on the altar or two, a way of just honouring in a simple ritual way the light and the the warmth that comes from this practice, these teachings, and the, the wonderful exemplars of that, of our tradition, our lineage, and in this case also particularly the Buddha and Tara who are expressions of embodied awakening, embodied wisdom and compassion and profound open-heartedness that we can seek or discover and explore for ourselves here in our practice together and in our lives. And there's something I find helpful in the morning about just bringing that to mind, just Remembering we're not just here coping with a situation that might be difficult, or we're not just here engaging with the mechanics of meditation, or the complications of a online Zoom platform that may or may not be working optimally for us. We're here as conscious and hopefully willing and maybe even enthusiastic Participants in a process of human awakening that has both its individual and its collective dimension. And we are part of that collective journey of humanity seeking to become more fully conscious, awake, heartful, and wise. just as we ourselves are engaged in what feels useful and important for us, so too, in fact, all human beings. That's pretty much what we're all doing. We might have different ideas about how that will look or how that should look. But I think we share this with not just each other in this retreat, but actually with humanity in general, this wish, this aspiration for deeper, greater well-being. And even though for some that might be conceived in a a narrow or we might say self-centred kind of way, it still comes from that deeper place of, of wishing well for ourselves and whoever it is that we care for, feel connected to. And so as we begin the meditation, I'm going to suggest and request that we pause on the chat for now. There will be some opportunities we'll, we'll invite you to make use of it. But just for now, coming in more fully again to your body, perhaps closing your eyes and letting go of other activities that perhaps aren't essential at this time. This meditation practice, and the, the word that the, the Buddha used actually, it's not doesn't translate that well as meditation. It's the word that was used by sort of uh, 19th century Victorian translators who were mostly academics rather than practitioners. The word the Buddha used was bhavana. It's translated as meditation, but in fact it more usefully I think translates as Something approximating to bring into being. Bhavana is to be engaged in a creative process, an uncovering of our potential, a deepening, a strengthening, and a growing of our capacity for wakefulness, for heartfulness, for embodied. Wisdom and kindness. And perhaps just noticing how those words land for you. Whether you have some idea that's for somebody else wisdom, compassion, wakefulness. We each, all of us as human beings, have the seeds of this potential within us. We also have within us the patterns and habits, the forces of conditioning, of history, of our evolutionary survival biology. We have all that too, of course. But we have this capacity to creatively transform the field of our heart, our mind, our body, and thereby contribute to a creative transformation of our world. And it is these twin threads we could say that are at the heart of what we're doing here, a creative transformation of our human inner experience and our shared world which ultimately, in fact, of course, cannot be separated from each other. Our inner life and what we call the outer world arise together in dependence upon each other. And it is because of this we are, of course, affected by everything and we have the capacity to affect everything. Everything. And so in the meditation this morning, the invitation is to continue to explore what supports you to settle more deeply, to allow yourself to arrive more fully into the simplicity and the immediacy of where you are right now, right here and in any moment, in any location. Allowing your body, sitting, standing, breathing, allowing it to be a reference point, cultivating and developing a relationship with the felt experience of body, not ideas of, images of, or thoughts about your body. But what it is that you actually feel, the directly experienced sensations, vibrations, movements, whatever it is that lets you know that you have a body right now, that lets you know you're sitting or standing, that lets you know that you're breathing in or breathing out in this moment. Becoming attuned to and sensitive to these experiences, allowing them to be a ground for us, a place in which we can rest, a refuge which we can begin to call home more and more. That we can remember to return to again and again. Emphasizing the sense of ground, grounding, the sense of connection and connecting. It doesn't so much matter whether what we're experiencing is particularly pleasurable or comfortable. Although, of course, we enjoy it when that is so. But it's equally okay if at times it feels more tight or tricky or challenging to just acknowledge that that is so without thinking it should be other or different than this. So as we we use the body and the breathing, we're also working with this capacity for allowing. For letting be the experience that is arising for us. And as I think I may have mentioned yesterday, we're therefore working with the capacity of our heart also to open, to include, to stretch. It sometimes feels like a stretch. To stretch or to expand, to accommodate that which we might not otherwise easily be able to include. Acknowledging that this is not easy for ourselves and therefore being kind and undemanding upon ourselves and forgiving in in the ways in which that's not possible for us, where we just can't open to certain things perhaps but having nonetheless the intention, the aspiration. And perhaps just as we begin to learn and trust that it is possible to connect and land right here, to come back again and again to what is happening right now, we also begin to learn and to trust that we have the capacity to open. Our our heart is in fact remarkable, in its ability to extend itself beyond the limits we have known or imagined to be binding upon us. Our heart, in fact, is a remarkable field of sensitivity. And we are exploring what exactly that is for us as we practice in this way just as we are working with attention, the training of attention to come back, to connect, to land right where we are, so too we're working with this heart capacity. Sometimes think of it like a muscle, learning its ability to stretch out, to hold more than perhaps we've been able to hold before. And so as we practice Initially, it's helpful to just be establishing some stability and ground. So not giving too much attention to what else arises apart from our chosen area of focus, which we're using in this this practice, the body, sense of the whole body, sitting or standing, or the, the body breathing, sense of the breath within the body. It's primary object. For attention, for connection. And as we start to be a little more steady and established with that, as that capacity slowly grows, as it does, we can just allow a little more space for whatever else arises to be noticed, to be included. It's not that we have to do anything with the other experiences but just noticing when a sound arises, if we pause with it for a moment, as it comes, as it goes, while it continues, just listening. And so the sound of the spell just now We can rest with the hearing, just as we might rest in the breathing. And we might notice the silence out of which the sound arises and into which it returns and dissolves. Sometimes just tuning in to the sound, particular sounds, or the whole field of hearing of whatever we notice and just resting a few moments there. Noticing the sounds and the silence together can be really helpful, particularly if we're feeling contracted or tight. If the body doesn't feel like a place we can really rest at this time for some reason, sometimes hearing Tuning in consciously to the sounds of the day can be also a refuge for us. And in our experience, noticing where it's pleasant or unpleasant. Pleasant sounds, unpleasant sounds. Pleasant sensations in the body, unpleasant sensations in the body just acknowledging that all experiences have this flavor of either being pleasant or unpleasant, or if they're not pleasant or unpleasant, then they're neither. But one of these three conditions is always so for each experience. And if we notice our tendency to be drawn towards, to want to pick up and to hold the pleasurable, or to keep it or reproduce it, and just soften around that urge a little, we find a bit more space with the, the tendency of the mind to want to grab things. And if we notice the unpleasant, that which is uncomfortable, maybe painful, and the, the habitual response we have to tighten, to resist, to not want, to wish to push away or to prevent the occurrence of those experiences with a physical discomfort, the unpleasant noise of someone's loud music next door or whatever it might be or physical pain in the body. Just seeing if we can soften that tightness, that tightening reactivity, that habit to reject and push away. Seeing if we can make space for this too. And in that We create a much more open field for our practice and for our life, in fact. And we'll notice also if the experience is neither pleasant nor unpleasant that we tend to not be interested in it. Sometimes that's how it is with the breathing. It's not doing anything for us. It's not doing anything to us. And so we kind of get distracted by other things that seem either more entertaining or more in need of resolution. The mind moves towards problems or solutions. And stepping out of that particular mental activity, just settling into the simplicity of our experience. We don't have to get anywhere. We don't have to do anything. There's no one that we need to be right now. The invitation is to simply... Be awake, embodied, attentive, allowing. And when thoughts or moods, emotions arise for us again, just acknowledging them, not judging, not rejecting, not getting into a battle with, but just having a moment where we can pause with the attention still very grounded in the body but acknowledging at the same time a thought has arisen. or there is a feeling here, perhaps excitement or sorrow, perhaps confusion or dullness. And just acknowledging that. Perhaps noticing how it is in your body when it arises. Making space for that. Not needing to grasp or pursue the delightful, exciting thoughts or the enjoyable, emotional tones that may come. But not pushing them away. And equally, not rejecting thoughts that may feel unwelcome. Or unhelpful. Not pushing away emotional states and moods that might be uncomfortable or scary. But compassionately and kindly acknowledging their presence. Seeing if we can just let them be. So we learn to let be what is not easy. To let go. To not take hold of what might be attractive. And to remember simply to connect with those places where we might not find anything drawing or repelling us, to just include that which is neutral, neither pleasant nor unpleasant, neither desirable nor repelling to us. And in this way, again, learning to leave nothing out. to include the fullness of our experience. Breath by breath, moment by moment. Sitting right here, or standing, if you're standing, on the earth, feeling that firmness below, the weight of your body drawn by gravity down onto the earth and sensing the support that it offers us, that it offers you right now. Feeling the space around and above you. body upright, extended into the sky. Relaxing, so far as you're able. At ease, so far as possible for you, without demanding. And where there may be places of contraction or tightness, discomfort or holding. You may find it useful just to breathe gently with, into and through those areas. So sensing particularly the relaxing, softening quality of the out-breath. As you breathe out, letting your attention gently gently flow through, into and through such places of tightness, holding, contraction or pain inviting a softening or a releasing but without demanding that that happen and as you turn into your whole body if that's what's most useful for the sense of the breathing in your whole body if that's what you connect with or the particulars of the the breathing pathway itself, through abdomen, chest, throat and nose. Just noticing that as we sit and stand and breathe together, we are sharing this time and space, this very element of air, And this very ripple of breathing with all living beings. With each of us sitting here together. Even if distant in geographical space, we're all breathing from the same body of air as each other. and all beings, all living things too. Breath by breath, moment by moment. Again and again reconnecting with this simple immediacy. being present and wakeful, right here, just as you are. and as you settle more deeply into your practice just noticing the very particulars of the experience as clearly as you are able sensing the the frame of your whole body and Noticing exactly what it's like in each part. Or the sense of the wholeness, if you expand your attention to include the whole body. Being a little more particular with the breathing. Noticing the beginning of the in-breathing and the point where it ends. Perhaps there's a pause before the out-breath begins, noticing the beginning of the out-breath and the ending of the out-breath and again the pause that we may find there, resting in that pause for a moment. without waiting for or looking for the next in-breath or the next experience. And as we come into the last few minutes of the sitting, standing, this period of meditation, just noticing your sense of what you're supported by or connected with in this moment. Maybe your body or your breath, maybe the seat beneath you or the the garden or the space or the people around you that you're aware of. Coming into the immediacy right now of this moment, we are outside of the journey through time. And we are at the same time connected across the dimension of time. Insofar as what we are doing right now, other people such as ourselves, human beings, for centuries, millennia, have chosen to sit quietly, to contemplate, to connect with themselves and each other have practiced in this way, have lit candles and made offerings to what they love and appreciate. And people such as ourselves will continue to do this going forward into the uncertainties and unknownness of what will come. In the midst of all of this, we can find a connection that is a refuge for us, to ourselves and to the world around us, which lives very much in this immediacy. I'd like to share a poem by Wendell Berry that speaks to this. It's entitled, The Peace of Wild Things and we'll we'll post it later so he writes when despair for the world comes upon me and i awake at the slightest sound in fear of what my life and what my children's lives may be i go down to where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water and where the great heron feeds I come into the presence of still water and feel above me the day blind stars waiting with their light. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. For a while I rest in the grace of the world and am free. And as we practice here together and in our own experience, we could perhaps understand that we are coming in to the presence of the still water of our own being, of our own life, of our own heart, that may, of course, at times be turbulent or wild, but has this capacity for stillness too that we can know. And we also come into our own wild heart, we could say, that is not bound up with the future. And just as wild beings in their natural state abide simply and effortlessly where they are, so too we discover this capacity within ourselves more and more deeply as we continue in our journey of practice. And in this we find what we could call a quality of grace and an invitation to freedom that is shared with all that lives. So may we all find deep rest in the quieting of our hearts and minds, in the immediacy of our lives. May we all come to rest in grace and freedom. And may all beings rest in grace and freedom. So perhaps at this time, River, if you would like to offer some thoughts and reflections on the day. Are you there?
1: Yes. Hello. Hello, everybody. Um, Just acknowledging really that um, as our day unfolds, we're going to all be in, in in a wide variety of conditions. For some of us, there may be some work shifts outside of our house, stacking shelves or working as a key worker or in health care, different ways. For some of us, there may be the work in the home of looking after children or loved ones, maybe people who are unwell. Um, likely for all of us, they are going to be the uh, the tasks of perhaps preparing food, cooking, eating, and all the the daily tasks of looking after ourselves, our bodies. So a real invitation to bring our practice and our lives together and to explore how we can practice even in the midst of our lives. Uh, And if you're around any... Children or grandchildren or friends, the young friends today or even older friends, there may well be some chocolate involved. Uh, I think there will be for me at some point a virtual uh, Easter egg hunt with my niece and nephew who are uh, in a different part of the country. So with all of this, as Yama's uh, been sharing in the reflections, an opportunity to, to turn towards experience, however it shows up. And to notice where we are where we are pushed and pulled, the pleasant, the unpleasant, the neither pleasant or unpleasant those you know there's always there's always that flow of experience in uh, all those aspects coming through our lives and we can really notice how we relate to that. Um, how we respond, how we, what our kind of uh, habitual reactivity is, and how we can, in that moment of noticing, create some choice for ourselves. And I was thinking particularly about um, eating, and and as many of you possibly will have done in the in the eight week uh, mindfulness programs, perhaps you've participated or, or taught them the uh, the practice of uh, of mindful eating, the raisin exercise, it's sometimes called, uh, and how when we first sometimes encounter that practice, a whole world of a whole world opens up as we just take this tiny tiny little raisin and begin to look at it, to smell it, to listen to it, maybe. Um, and then to taste it and to savor it, and how in those few moments, really an extraordinary um, area of experience can open up for us. So, an invitation—if it's—if it's, if it's useful—to to, to savor, if one can, and to remember that possibility. And of course, we don't always remember it. We may get to the end of the meal and look at the empty bowl and remember our intention to eat mindfully and wonder where it all went. Really important that we bring patience, that we bring tenderness, so that our practice of awareness and mindfulness isn't just the narrowing in, isn't just the the focusing in. which can tend to fixate and clench in. This is not a practice of fixing and fixating in any way. It is indeed a practice of opening up, of finding freedom. And we'll notice as we continue how, how it's possible to fixate on pretty much anything. Can we be patient in those moments of realising, oh, I've closed in, I've fixed down. It might be on a particular body sensation, a story in the mind, an experience, uh, wanting things to be this way or not wanting them to be that way, wanting this other person to be this way and not wanting them to be that way. And, of course, wanting that in ourselves. So an offering of patience as we remember to remember in the midst of our lives. So much of our practice is about remembering to remember. And of course, there's so many supports for that, the support of this community of our sangha. The support of body, the support of breath, the support of all the reminders that we can draw on. Reminders us to orient again and again to what, to what our hearts most deeply desire. What I'd like to invite us to do now is a little bit of interactivity through the chat. And it's a question, if you would like to respond, and you don't have to if you don't want to. What did you discover yesterday that was helpful in practicing in the midst of life? What did you discover yesterday or this morning that was helpful for you in practicing in the midst of your life as it is? Is there anything that comes to mind that you want to offer to others? Please do feel free to put it in the the chat box. Hello. And I'll read some of them out as they arrive. Remembering that beauty is all around us. Remembering that there is always space around and above me. That often the best way of being present with others is to be quiet. Right speech. Gratitude. Our connectedness at a time of isolation. appreciating the greater silence and cleaner air that are some of the positive side effects of this lockdown. For me, the sacred is in the ordinary, the joy of putting the bins out. I was reminded not to push away challenging emotions like fear and anger, but instead to be curious about them. Realizing it's okay to sit on the bed and stare at the wall for some time. Have a sense of humor about how ridiculous I am. To remember that the love and delight I have in the world is the gateway to self-love. It's all love. Remembering that my Dukkha is everyone's Dukkha. Being tolerant, deep listening, yielding like the bamboo, hearing the cries of the world. Watching the swallows, newly arrived, giving hope. The including of all that I do, also doing tasks like shopping and cleaning our house in my informal practice. Do this from a kind heart as an offering. Baking hot cross buns, kneading the dough, loving the texture, enjoying the smell. that I'm not alone in this confusion about feeling blessed and peaceful at this time of so much pain and distress. Yana is offering that in the present situation, the fundamentals of our human situation haven't really changed. The shift in the heart and mind regarding the relationship to the neighbours partying late at night. How I am being called to serve and earth as kin. The simple observation after a session that this time it was really hard to be present here. And that's okay bringing mindfulness to the ordinary and the uninspiring even washing dishes can be delightful when I notice how the soapy water flows in and out of my bowls how I can integrate my retreat practices with my loved one's touch and presence Something totally new for me. And finally, I am the light in all things, and all things are the light reflected back at me. Thank you, everybody, for those offerings, and there are more arriving in the chat which we will save real appreciation for everybody's wisdom and offerings thank you
0: thank you for listening